Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List, where we occasionally talk about comics, movies, sometimes video games, or TV shows. I'm your host Lex, along with my buddy Murph, and each week, you can catch us rambling about all your favorite topics. If you enjoy this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. And we are live. Welcome back, folks. Uh, I've been gone a couple weeks. Uh, I actually say we, I mean me, Murph. Uh, Before we get started, you know what time that is at Red Bull. Feels good to be back. Uh, I've been gone a couple weeks. I listened to the episode last week with Lex. Um, It was a really good episode, to say the least. Uh, Let me get a drink of this Red Bull here. It was a good episode. I noticed that he threw in some production. Um, I know we talk about production and how we are just a basic podcast, but it was good. He had a little like somber music waiting in the lobby to go back and get, you know, that uh, some kind of checkup that you don't want to get. So um, you're probably wondering why Lex isn't here. Uh, he's busy. He's got a life. He's got a family. He was doing his thing this weekend, taking his time. Last weekend, I wasn't able to make it. Um, I know I listened to his podcast. He said we were going to make it work. Spoiler alert, um, at White Man, it's just me, your boy Murph. So it's about to get crazy. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Lex isn't here to stop me from saying, I don't know, anything that I want to say. So at, at Lex, uh, on a side note, uh, seriously, this is, I need to be serious for a second. Um, if you don't want to listen because it's going to be Murph, me, talking by myself, uh, then you need to leave. If you don't want to knowingly board the Titanic, it's time for you to go because we all know how that ended, right? Uh, seriously, though, wouldn't it be funny if Doc Brown showed up and he was like, hey, yo, Marty's not in right now. Let's go back to the Titanic. Would you go? I know I would. Call me crazy, right? Wouldn't it be cool to go back and witness that and get all the answers? But let's face it. We all know that we're really going to be going back to do one thing, and that's to stop Rose, that biatch from killing Jack. Poor Jack. There was plenty of room on that door. We both know there was room on that on that big floating door. She could have made room, okay? Speaking of that, speaking of that, did you guys know, um, check out this theory, since we're a show of theories and what, 
Jack didn't die. He didn't. You may have heard this theory. He didn't die. He actually uh, rose when she threw him off the door. Why she couldn't just brought his body back and buried him and gave him a proper burial is beyond me. She lets him go, right? What's the point? He was already there anyways. He wasn't dead. He was just in a deep sleep. He actually woke up while he was going down under, um, recovered, came back up to the top. She got rescued. He got rescued. Well, instead of coming and finding her, he's pissed off, right? So instead of finding her, he's pissed. He uh, takes some of the fortunes that he stole from the Titanic, or acquired, might I add, and he changes his name to Gatsby. And during the 20s, he parties like it's 1995, baby. He parties till there's no end and has a good time, right? He's sad until he gets murdered. I don't know, just something to think about. What do you guys think? Think that's a good theory? Let me know. Boy, that just sidetracked big time. I spent the first five minutes talking about Titanic. I don't even know. I don't even know how that happened. But again, you're with your boy Murph at Red Bull. Lex, uh, I talked to Lex before this. I told him what I wanted to do, and he said, quote, go nuts. As he's listening to this right now, you guys know what he's saying. Yikes. All right, so let's get into today's episode. So a couple things I want to point out. I'm actually recording on – so remember all that setup stuff I had, microphones and computers and all that? Well, I'm actually – the setup that it would work for is perfect to record from a laptop. However, Anchor, the app, doesn't allow you to record from a computer with a friend yet. So Spotify bottom at Spotify at Anchor. Maybe they can work that out where we can record from the microphone. So I might sound really fucking loud right now and super crisp. That's because – I've got my mic on, but I've got my pop guard on. So you're probably hearing a lot of background noise, typing on keyboards, dogs barking. The studio's not built yet, so it is what it is. Uh, speaking of that, on an all serious note, I think uh, Wednesday Wednesday Polites need to, we need to take a moment of silence here. We need to take a, a second to to talk about Lex. He uh, we need to thank him. This podcast he puts. 110% of his uh, time and effort that he can into this. He does a really good job. He, I do about 10% of it. So, um, and of that 10%, 9% is just pestering him. Uh, I'm always asking questions, trying to get help to do stuff. Like in the scheme of like working applications and stuff, it's probably like tying shoes, but I, uh, I don't wear shoes with laces, so I don't have to ever worry about that. So, uh, all seriousness, Lex does a great job, dude. He loves the fans. He loves this podcast. I love this podcast. This is amazing. We have so much fun doing this. It is kind of weird. Uh, he did it last week, and we talked about it, and it's like, you know, it's kind of weird. You're just sitting here talking to yourself. I'm kind of a weird guy if you haven't already figured it out, so talking to myself isn't all that strange. Um, actually, I'm not talking to myself. I'm here talking with you guys. I'm that kid that's wearing shorts in cold weather. So... Uh, Seriously, uh, you guys get out on on the twits, on the twats at Wednesday Pool. Uh, let's let's have an Alexa appreciation week. Let's let them know how how uh, once you listen to the episode after this, let them know. Tell them thanks. Let them know because without him, this podcast it it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't it wouldn't be here. You know, like sands through the hourglass. So are the days of our lives. You're gonna get a lot of more movie references with me. Um, I'm like unleashed you know dog in the front yard leashed in now i'm free i don't know what i'm gonna do i made some notes just to kind of keep me in track uh so we'll see one thing i was thinking about the other day 
and it was actually when I was talking with Lex and at White Man and at Sloan Dog Millionaire. Um, I found this funny. Oh, we forgot to take the moment of silence for Lex. Let's just take a moment of silence. Without this podcast, this journey wouldn't be possible without you. We miss you, Lex. We're going to get through this without you. Okay, anyways, we're back. So, that being said, um, I was having a conversation, and everybody that I was talking to did not think this was weird except for me. Um, All the platforms out there, right? So, before you could just make a phone call and talk to somebody. Then you could IM them on, like, the computer on the internet. Then you could text message. Since then, you've got Facebook Messenger, Snapchat, Instagram, group messages, right? So this is what I think is weird. You guys are all probably have are a part of this. And if you're not, then you need to get some fucking friends. But anyways, Lex and White Man and I, amongst other groups of my friends, but just for example, because you guys have heard White Man, he was a guest uh, host one night. We have a group text that we're in. We have a Snapchat message that we're in. And we have Instagram messages that we're in. All three of those are never the same conversation. All three of them, we talk about completely different things. I will literally go to the text message because that's where we ask questions of each other, ask a question, and then have a conversation about some kind of video game or TV show in the Instagram or the Snapchat. That's really fucking weird, right? Like, I think that is strange. What do you guys think? Y'all, does anybody have that? Does anybody do that? Are we the only weird ones out there? I mean, I don't think we're the only weird ones because I have that with just individuals too that I do that with. It's, it's, it's a very, very strange place. We're becoming so integrated into everything. I don't know. Anyways. So I listened to Lex's uh, podcast last week. It was pretty good. Um, not that I'm competing with him to try to make, uh, my solo round better or anything like that, but let's, uh, I just, there was a couple things he talked about that I wanted to review. Um, I know I talked about his production music. What? pretty gnarly the dude actually had like the soothing music going in the background that was slick of him i know we had talked about maybe maybe you're maybe not doing that um at red bull standby but i don't know that was just it was good it was a nice touch dude way to change it up and it was episode 20 so it was like a little um a little nice little change up is this episode 20.5 since i'm by myself I don't know. Uh, the Shazam puff suit, whatever that guy's name is, I don't even care. He said he'd been working out. Um, I guess it was a point of contention he had to bring up and talk to the public about, hey, you know what? That's actually not a puff suit. If I, if he's having to come out and say that it's not a puff suit, it's probably not a puff. It's probably a puff suit, right? Looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Um, he went over a nice detailed list of movies that, that I just, I have no hopes for that movie. Um, I, I don't even know. Aquaman was great. I finally watched Aquaman. I got an Amazon fire stick and there are some things that I probably don't, I don't really want to talk about what you can do um, because this is going to be published for the world to listen to and the government might get me. So 
I've got a fire stick and I've acquired a way to watch some movies on there. I'll just leave it at that. And I watched Aquaman. It was a good movie. It, uh, it didn't feel like a DC movie, honestly. Like it was just like, Hey, I went and watched. There's a guy that can control, you know, he's like got powers and it's incorporated with the ocean. Um, it was a good story. There wasn't too much going on. It wasn't too dark. DC has been getting pretty dark with some of their stuff lately. So, I thought that that was a good movie. I just don't, I just, I don't know. Shazam, I think they're going to be trying to two, two over the top, two guardians of the galaxy, trying to catch lightning in a bottle. I don't think it's going to work. Um, he talked about some toys being released uh, for the Shazam movie, the kids getting their powers. One thing I want to talk about this, and you guys tell me what you think. Last year, right, uh, with the Hulk and, and Infinity War and all that, people were starting to speculate that, that, Bruce might have been inside the Hulkbuster suit before the movie ever came out, and this ended up being true. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the show. I think that I don't really play with toys that much anymore like that. Like I kind of stopped doing that because I'm kind of older now. But they're putting out the toys, and then obviously like Lex sends them to me all the time when he sees them, right? I feel like they're ruining the, the the movies and stuff for this because there's little cool Easter eggs and things that come in with movies and then the toys come out two weeks before. And I've never understood that. Like I get it that the movies and like, like for example, Star Wars, Lucas wanted the toy rights when he was, that's all he cared about was the toys and the products because these people know that like the toys is what sells these movies, which is beyond, that doesn't even think about it. When you go watch a movie, think about it. Next time you go watch a big time movie like that, Marvel, Star Wars, or fucking Disney at this point, uh, think about that. All the money, a lot of their money comes from their toy stuff. Yeah, I mean, some of those movies do crazy numbers at the box office, but it's just, people love toys, man. I don't know, what can I say? So should they do that? Should they should they put it out before? I think they should wait till the release of the movie, and then if you see one of the toys three weeks after the movie comes out, then that's your fault. Uh, but then again, I don't like going to see those movies when they first come out. Like when Endgame comes out, I'm going to watch that shit the first week. I'm going to go on a Tuesday on a school day at like 11 a.m. when everyone's supposed to be off being school and not be there. Uh, oddly enough, that's exactly what I did for Infinity War. And there were kids in there crying, people kicking my seat. It was uh, it almost ruined the experience for me. So uh, anyways... The uh, some other movies he was talking about with DC's run, The Joker. Uh, he specifically mentioned this because he didn't know how he was going to feel about that taking place in the '80s. How could there be a Joker movie without Batman? Well, there's been Batman movies without Joker. I might add. Um, I would argue that Joker is the yin to the yang, or the yang to the yin of Batman universe. Granted, there are other Batman villains, and there are great Batman villains. I think we can all agree that Joker is probably the villain. Um, for for Batman, and I would argue that he's a top five iconic villain in all comics combined. Um, let your brain let your brain wrap around that one for a minute. So, Jared Leto's Joker, whatever Suicide Squad movie was, meh to say the least. Uh, they're doing a reboot, which or a remake, or I don't know what DC's doing right now. Um, this isn't a DC episode, nor am I hating on DC, but I don't know what you're doing right now. You keep remaking everything and revamping everything after two years. 
So probably need to figure that out. I could probably write a story arc for like six or seven movies and I'm rambling on right now. So it would be good. That being said, back to the Joker. I think it looks good. Joaquin Phoenix is actually a really great actor. I mean, he, um, he like went away and was doing weird music stuff. And then he came back and funny thing about it. When he went away, I heard that he was actually making a documentary that was a mockumentary. Like, he was filming a documentary, but it was a spoof documentary, and he stayed in character for like two or three years. I, I don't know what it's called. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, please twat me and let me know. But I recently watched a movie with with him, and it called The Sisters Brothers. It's got Joaquin Phoenix, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, and um, it's from Step Brothers, not not Will Ferrell, but. Uh, yeah, the guy, John C. Riley. Thank you, uh, John C. Riley. It's a good movie. It's like a uh, comedy. It's it's a western. They're like they're like bounty hunters in the west. And John C. Riley actually gave a really good performance because I'm so used to seeing him being in goofy, silly stuff that he was kind of serious and he was like a killer. Like it was it was really good. But Joaquin Phoenix was in that. It was great. He was in another movie that's on Amazon. I think it's called You Were Never Really Here or something like that. He's got PTSD. He goes back. He like goes out and hunts down these like people that are like taking little girls to like sell in the sex market and stuff. So he's really good. Like he's got a lot of depth. Um, I think he's going to be, I think it's gonna be a great joke movie. I think it's going to be really weird. Uh, I think if you just go into it, not expecting anything, it will probably be a good movie. Um, people get too worked up about how things are supposed to be and, you know, any kind of anytime you watch a movie on something, it's always going to be an adaptation of whatever was in writing. So, I think we should give it a chance. It looks cool. It could be a little more originy for him than the others. Sorry, I was taking a drink of Red Bull, and usually as I'm taking a drink, this is where Lex comes in and like tells me, I don't know, you guys know what he says, all the weird stuff he says. Uh, he talked about some video games that like. God of War and Spider-Man and you know he was talking about shooters compared to like role-playing games about how those games I wouldn't play and I just want to say something I won't ever play those fucking games uh no seriously I'm a shooter I like to play the shooters if it's a role-playing game where they're shooting then I'll play it um I guess I'm just obsessed with guns I don't know I mean I live in Texas it's America right second amendment stuff so yeah, those games look cool. I've played some games. Uh, I'm going to talk about Last of Us here in a minute, which is it's a RPG that's like the best game ever. But he got me thinking. He was talking about video games, and we haven't talked about video game stuff in a few episodes, so you're just going to get a double dose of it here this week. I wanted to talk about a little bit before about PS4 and Xbox. I know some people at <clears throat> Sloan. Uh, they're just like Xbox junkie, diehard. It's like Xbox or or bust, whatever. So I got some facts out, um, some sales numbers and stuff like that. So uh, we'll talk about it. I, Xbox, okay, I've had an Xbox before, a 360. So I, I have owned both. That is the last Xbox that I own, so I can't comment anything after that. Um, I don't know, I've just been... I got a PlayStation 1 back in the day, and I played Jet Moto, and I was hooked. I mean, PlayStation's the way to go. I've got a set. My PlayStation 4 now is a first-gen. It's seven years old. I mean, it's 
it's doing the thing where it kicks its disc out every now and then, but hey, a little TLC and the baby's still going good. I still have my original control from seven years ago. I think the analog sticks are going out. Sometimes when I'm playing a shooter, it just I'll be pushing forward to move to the left or right and it stops, but I'm not going to get rid of it. You know what I mean? I'm loyal. I'm going to ride this thing out to the end, just like Jack and Rose. Um, Xbox, I get what they're doing. Their, their Xbox One is supposed to be like the whole entertainment console, right? You can do everything on it, right? It's like a crossover, like a vehicle, like a crossover. Like it's kind of a car, but it's kind of an SUV. You get the room of an SUV kind of high off the ground, but you get the the gas mileage of a car. Okay, that's cool. Like those are cool. Those have a purpose, but I don't need a crossover. I want the big Mack truck with Tonka truck tires, four-wheel drive to go mudding in the mud. Or I want the sports car to be out on the track to do sports racing. That's what PlayStation is. PlayStation is built for gaming. It's designed just for video games. Whereas Xbox like, hey, you can play video games, but you can also do this other cool stuff too. <clears throat> oh man, that would have been a perfect opportunity for a sound effect. Anyways, I don't need that. I don't want that. I've got Netflix and Amazon and this Fire Stick. I can stream all the video crap I want to stream. When I want to play video games, since I'm not on a PC, I want the closest thing to a PC, and that's PS4. Um, let's not mention the whole Red Ring of Death thing. I think people like to forget about that. Um, I'm not, and I'll be quick to remind people. PlayStation, when online gaming became a first big thing, was free. You got to get on for free. Xbox made you pay. What the hell is that? Xbox is cheaper than PlayStation. Xbox charges to play online. What the fuck, man? People are dumb. They'll bend arguments to make it... Mm. Anyways, now today, yes, you have to pay for PlayStation Plus or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. I just do a one-year subscription, and I feel like I haven't done it in like 15 or 16 months, but I'm still online, still playing. So um, take that, Xboxers. Another this – is, this is the one, to me, this should just – Close the argument. Two things. As of September September 2018, PlayStation has sold 88 million copies. Xbox has sold 39 million copies. And Xbox cost half, almost half, depending on what setup you get, as a PlayStation. So the fact that it costs less, but it's only sold less than half, what did that... I don't know. I feel like that should tell you something. Xboxers are probably like, those facts don't fit my narrative. Uh, another side note, Switch was having been out that long. The Switch has sold 20 million copies. Copies. Units. Whatever. So, those are things to think about. I mean, that's a big deal. And we got the PS5 coming around the corner. I know last week Lex announced that Google was doing something. I would love to see Google... Um, I'm hoping Google's not going to partner with Xbox. I mean, are Microsoft and Google, are they like DC Marvel? I'm not really sure how that works. I don't know. I tried to look into this and I couldn't find anything on it. I don't know what Google's up to. Like they're making cars that drive themselves. They're making robots. They built Elon Musk. So there's a lot of things going on with them. I don't really know what's going on. So Xbox, there was nothing at G3 this year. 
which is where they announce E3, sorry, which is where they announce everything, let you know what's coming out. There has been some Last of Us 2 footage, which a lot of people are speculating that Last of Us 2 is going to be a PS5 um, release. If you'll remember, PS Last of Us 1 came out on PS3. It was digitally remastered for PS4. So they could just do the same thing. I mean, literally, Last of Us came out and like two months later in 2013, PS4 came out. They're usually about on a seven-year run, six to seven years, the next PlayStation comes out. So that would put us here at 2019, 2020. Uh, I've read on speculation that Christmas 2019, but I, folks, 2020 or 2021 is when the PlayStation 5 is coming. Uh, the company, and I had it written down, um, not on my notes, I'm going from here, but there's a company that I guess Microsoft or Sony subcontracts to like builds their disc ejectors, the thing that eject the disc out uh, for the games for your PS4. Um, either two things that company doesn't work is not contracted anymore, or that company doesn't make disc ejectors anymore. So like DVDs and all that, that stuff's, I mean, we're in the future folks, that stuff's going out the corner. I mean, we're not going to have that. So I really think that cloud-based gaming, uh, your PS5, we're not going to have discs, which is funny because there's a big contingency. Xbox, one thing Xbox does is it gives you uh, cross playback. You can play backwards. Um, with your older Xbox games. Now, I know PlayStation released all their original games like online on PS Plus through a cloud, so I guess that wouldn't be an issue for PS5, but then it's like, well, what about my PS4 games I bought? I'm not really sure if they're going to release, um, if they're going to link things to your account. Um, I would really love to see how they're going to make that work so I could play these games I got because I don't really want to buy um, some of these games again. But some games I will. For example, like Rainbow Six Siege, the game is amazing. That game's supposed. The makers of that game say that it's a ten-year game. Well, it's PS4 release. What are they going to do? Are they going to let me put my my credentials in and PS5 and just upload it? I'm not sure. PlayStation's cool. They're not money hungry like Xbox, so maybe they'll help it out. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, we'll have to keep an update on that. I know we haven't talked about video game stuff in a while. But that's kind of where it's at with the video games. There were some online pictures leaked. It looks pretty much the same. I mean, I don't think there's much to change. They're just going to, the CPU ability and 4K gaming is probably what's going to be the next the next big thing. So, speaking of PlayStation games, uh, Lex talks about all his weird games he plays. Like, Destiny. Like, does everybody remember Destiny? I remember that when I played with At Pat and Lex and all them on uh, Destiny. All it was was we went to this cave and we just these bad guys would appear right out the cave. We'd shoot them all. They'd reappear and we'd shoot them all because we had to level up our stuff. Boring. I need action. I need go. I need now, now, now. So I took uh, Destiny One back like two days after I got it. Another game on PS4 I was really pumped about, um, just because I love Grand Theft Auto. Red Dead. Is anybody playing that? Is anybody still on that? That game came conquered and it is. I feel like it's gone. Um, I played the online mode. The story was great. The story mode was great. The graphics, I mean, that is how a video game should look and should play. But we're in an age of online multiplayer, Battle Royale, XYZ. That game doesn't hold up very well online. Um, I got in there, started playing like a month or two after online came up. And let me tell you, folks, a month or two, I'm behind, right? I'm getting headshot by dudes with golden guns from so far away. I can't go do any missions 
you have to let them kill you 17 times before you can turn it on like ghost mode where they can't kill you anymore. All it is is people riding around killing people. You have to have a posse and there's not enough people playing online. So I'm going to say that that game's a fail for me right now just on the online portion. The story mode was great. I might play it again if I was bored or if, it, if online services were down. Um, I know Lex was streaming it uh, at Scribbles of Lex, but it just, it was tough. It was a tough play online for me. Again, story mode was great. Um, speaking of Rainbow Six Siege, is anybody playing this? Are you guys playing this game? Let me know if you're playing it. I play all the time. Um, I know with the baby, I haven't been streaming normally like I do. Um, not that that, not that many of, I don't really have anybody watch me when I play, you know, a handful of people will watch me when I play, uh, Twitch, View, TV, whatever, at Wednesday Pool, if you want, if you want to play together. I don't know. Um, but Rainbow Six Siege, they've sold 45 million copies. It's a round-based game. It's, there's no, I mean, there is a story mode, but it's basically tutorials, how to teach you how to play the game. Uh, the game goes, it's five operators against five operators. Headshots are one, in, one hit kill. The environment's destructible. If it's a soft wall that bullets could shoot through, you can shoot through it. If it's a concrete wall, bullets won't go through it. Pretty simple. Um, when you get shot, your health doesn't regen. There's three game modes. Hostage, rescue or defend the host- rescue the hostage. Don't let the hostage get you rescue- rescued. Bombs. There's two bomb sites. you got to disarm the bomb or keep the bomb from getting disarmed. And then secure area. Just get into it. Like Capture the flag. Get into an area and secure it or kill the other team. Um, it's an amazing game. It's simple but complicated, and the fact that the tactics in the game are just insane. Anybody that watches the Siege Invitational, which is blowing up, it is becoming like the competitive esports game. Like it's everywhere. It's going to be taken over Call of Duty and all this stuff if it already hasn't. Uh, the Siege Invitational for for last year, this year was like two weeks ago. The purse in this game. Two million bucks. That's what those guys from G2, Team G2 won. Uh, Team G2's got guys like, um, you've probably heard of them. Okay, so Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Team G2, Pingu, Fabian, and Goku. Pingu's big. A lot of people that watch Twitch gaming, um, you can get on there and see uh, Pingu. He's, he's like the real deal, like. Probably makes a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, or has made a hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars this year in gaming. So gaming's getting big, like the online stuff. We have our own Twitch. I mean, I mean, we're we're pretty big deal. We have, you know, like I said, anywhere from five or six people watching when we play. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah. But if you want to check us out, not that I'm asking you to or anything like that, it's not a big deal if you don't want to. I mean, I understand. I know there's rules. Lex is like, hey, man, people like to lurk and just they want to show up and not be talked to and all that. But I'm a talkative guy. I like to talk to people. So if you want to come hang out and watch me um, pretty much do what I'm doing now, but um, you know, battling 13-year-olds on shooters and you got nothing else to do, come holler at me. So speaking of those kind of games – Battle Royale is taking over. Fortnite, I like Fortnite. Lex and I will stream and play Fortnite. We haven't in a couple weeks, actually. 
It's been a minute. Um, I know Apex is new that came out. I like Apex more than Fortnite just because I can't fucking build in Fortnite. I played with Lincoln Logs and Legos as a kid, but it's for whatever reason, it's not, it's not fucking translating when I play Fortnite. So, um, I'm the guy that doesn't build. I was like, you need to build, you need to build. But hey, man, I've won matches without building before, so whatever. Fuck yourselves. Um, Apex. Apex is cool. Uh, there's some parts of Apex that I fucking hate, but Apex is cool. Um, it's new. I think it's fresh. It's just new. Time will have to tell to see how it goes. Like, was it just because it was something different, or are they on to something here? Um, I played like 21 matches of Apex and I've gotten second 19 times. I cannot win this fucking game for whatever reason. I cannot get a first. It's really weird. Like you have to, the magazines aren't big enough. I'll shoot somebody. And if anybody's playing Apex, let me know this time. I will shoot them. And I'm like, I just keep shooting them, hitting them. They don't go down. I either try to reload or transition. I have full shield. They shoot me. I'm dead. I don't get it. Like, does anybody else have that problem? Or are you the ones that keep beating me and it's just my problem? Let me know what you think. Apex is cool. Uh, Call of Duty Blackout. I actually got Lex to get in on this game with me and play this. And we played one match and it was it. And I'm sure it sounded just like one of our episodes, us trying to play together. Blackout's cool. They just added a a grand heist mode like a week or two ago. Nothing really different. Um, They've had some down but not out or ambush. So if you've been playing Blackout, they kind of have an event that goes on. This is just the new event. I hope this one sticks. It's kind of fun. It's basically cops and robbers. If anybody remembers Battlefield Hardline, it's very, very similar to that. Uh, Just the concept. It's the gameplay obviously is different. But you, if you get into like the criminal cars, money flies out as you're driving, but you see all the loot drops. So like if you play back out, you know what I'm talking about? You get to get all the loot boxes. Well, when you're driving those cars, they light up green. Those, when those things are getting dropped in out of the sky or they're on the ground. Conversely, if you're the police, you can turn on your siren and it gives you a radar. Or when you're in the helicopter, you see a red, red light sticking up in the sky that lets you know where all the, um, enemy vehicles that are occupied at. So it's very, very cool. It's a lot of fun. You get to respawn if teammates are alive. Um, battle battle royale modes are starting to, they're starting to evolve in front of our eyes. We don't even realize it. It went from just, Hey, drop in, you get equipment when you're dead, you're dead. Now they're starting to take liberties with it. And these companies are doing a good job. I wasn't on the call of duty train as much as I've been in the past. Traditionally, I've been a big time, uh, call of duty player, but, I've only played a handful of matches of the multiplayer online in Call of Duty. I've been spending a majority of my time in Blackout, and I'm not upset about it. Uh, One more thing on video games to talk about. Last of Us 2, I know I mentioned this earlier, it's going to be a PS5 release. I'm ready for it to come out now. It's been seven years. It's hard to believe. I still actually play that game, and I want to plan on here in the next um, couple weeks. I want to stream some um, play of that. I think I'm going to play the multiplayer. It's a simple multiplayer, and honestly... It's almost Battle Royale-like, one of the game modes I play. It's two teams of four. When you're dead, you're dead um, until the next round. So they might have been onto something there. When the game initially came out, they kind of just threw a a multiplayer mode into the last second because they didn't really plan on it being. And I still play that game from 2013. That is a game. I know Grand Theft Auto came out in 2013, but Grand Theft Auto is a big deal, right? I still get online and play. So if you haven't seen... um, any Last of Us multiplayer, it doesn't look as... The graphics obviously aren't as good as what we're expecting today because the game is from seven years ago, but it's simple. It's a lot of fun, 
And it's just, I think the basic is what makes it fun. Plus, I love the game. I want to, whenever the second one gets announced, I'm going to stream. I'm going to play through the campaign on the first one, just get everyone geared up for it. Uh, it's the closest thing to a movie with the cutscenes I've ever seen. You can go online and just watch the game through the cutscenes, and it's like, I don't know, 10 hours long or seven hours long or maybe maybe not seven. I think the gameplay is seven to 10, but if you watch the cutscenes, it's like three hours long. So it's like watching a movie. Uh, the character development is amazing. On to some TV shows uh, tonight. Um, I'm actually going to finish True Detective Season 3 tonight. I've watched the first two seasons. It is a great show. Um, I know Lex and them don't like to recommend shows to people. I'm not that person. I'm going to tell you what show you should watch. I'm going to tell you what show you shouldn't watch. So don't watch Game of Thrones and watch True De- Detective Season 3. Um no, it's really it's been a really good season. Season two was a little let down, a little lackluster uh, compared to season one. Season three, however, has been amazing. This isn't a, this is a spoiler alert, but it's not really a spoiler alert. The guys from season one, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, their characters are actually referenced quickly. Like you see them in a, a newspaper heading um, during like a reference to a similar type case. It's what's going on in true detective season three. That doesn't really give you any, anything away, but it's kind of cool. They finally acknowledged, Hey, these are in the same universe. that's never been said. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it ends tonight. I'm pretty pumped. If you've seen it or you're keeping up with it. Um, if you have any comments on how it ends after it ends tonight, obviously today's Sunday, but it'll be Wednesday when you listen to this. So what did you think? Was it good? I have my predictions. I don't want to say anything on here, but people are lying. Um, yeah, Wayne, I think, is up to – I think he knows more than what he leads to believe on, and because of his you know, his Parkinson-type stuff going on, spoiler alert, he doesn't remember what he said or what promises he made. Uh, finally, Lex and I, we're going to do a – we're going to do an Umbrella Academy kind of spoiler review. He's not here, so guess who gets to spoil all this stuff, baby? That's me. I uh, I watched the show. I watched, um, I watched Umbrella Academy. I thought it was great. Um, I gave this show a. If you're going to scale it on a ten, I gave it a nine or a ten out of ten. That's right, folks. I gave this show a ten out of ten or a five out of five. If you like to use that reference, I don't. I don't want people like to use their own thing. Um, until, until the last 30 minutes of episode nine and the first 20 minutes of episode 10, that 40 minute section or 30 minute section, whatever the math is that dropped this show down to a 4.8 out of 10. Okay. Now I'm going to put some Murphism on this just during that section. Overall, I still think the show's a 10 out of 10. You should run, watch, and sprint. You should run, walk, and sprint to watch this show. I don't even know if that makes... I didn't even get that right, but go watch this show. But just for me, personally, I was a little pissed. Uh, I pretty much, Lex and I were texting while well, I was texting him the entire time I would watch these episodes. Um, I want to go watch it again. It was great. Character development, perfect. Um... It's a superhero show, but it doesn't feel like Marvel DC super. It doesn't feel like these people are globally superpower. Like one of the dudes can talk to the dead, Klaus. 
Is that a crazy strong power? Yeah, but it doesn't. It's not presented that he can like alter things. One dude can throw sharp objects and just—he's like the fork guy from Mystery Man, like right. He can just throw knives and control them. One guy's super strong, but he's not that strong because he got freaking almost killed and had to have his body altered. That's why he looks weird. Number one, Luther. Uh, number two, Diego. He can just throw knives. Um, Allison, number three, she. All she has to do is say, I heard a rumor, and when she says that, she can tell you anything, and that becomes your reality. So I heard a rumor that you thought you were stupid, and then you would think you were stupid. Um, she probably has said that to a lot of people walking around today, because there's a lot of stupid people out there. Anyways, anyways, I digress. Um, yikes. She's great. Number four, Klaus. Uh, he could talk to the dead, but he's such a he's your typical the family black sheep. He's an alcoholic. He's a drug addict. So his powers don't really work because he's so damn drunk and high all the time. Number five, can time travel. Um, he can. He's like he can teleport and time travel through his teleportation. He's been missing. So at the beginning of the show, he comes back after like fifty something years. Number six, uh, spoiler alert, Ben. Uh, he like could have tentacles come out of his chest and he went, he, he's gone. He died. I probably should have said that you should stop listening for a certain period of time, but he died, but he's in the show because Hey, number four, Klaus can talk to the dead. So he is there in the show and he actually has some involvement in the show. And then number seven, Ellen page, AKA and Lex loves when I do this because a lot of people compare this show to X-Men. So Ellen page, AKA Kitty pride, AKA Juno, Plays number seven, aka Phoenix. Your mind's exploded. She is not powerful throughout the entire show. Hargraves tells her she's ordinary because she had he she is so powerful. Um, she can like alter, she can use noise and like the environment to make like waves and produce energy out of her body so like if she gets upset it starts raining and then she can take that rain and like create like a forced purse um she plays the violin so when she's playing the violin she the music coming from that becomes like waves of power she's like world damaging power um so hargraves can't control it he has when they're little kids he has uh allison number three tell her that he heard a rumor that she was ordinary so she has no idea that she's powerful she takes medicine all her life to keep her powers at bay. So like Lex said, the the show picks up. These kids were like a, you know, they were an academy. They'd go out and stop crime. And then like nine or 17 years goes by. They are all, a lot of them hate, you know, Luther number one is on the moon because his dad told him, he's like the, like the boy scout, like we got to be a team. He's the leader. Everyone else doesn't give a shit. Then the dad dies. It brings them all back together. Number five comes back from traveling back in time and says, hey, in eight days, the apocalypse is happening. He's got a bunch of clues to how it happens. So they've got to go through and figure out Red Bull moment. Hold on. Mm. Coconut berry. I recommend. So they got to figure out through the 10 episodes uh, what's going on. This show does an amazing job of developing these characters. And even so with Hargraves, because he's dead, right? But you get him through all the flashbacks. So you really see what he is. He's like a, okay, here's this show. Everyone's seen X-Men. If you haven't seen Shameless, shame on you. Go watch it. It's in its ninth season. Shameless is a great show because it's nine kids, seven kids that all have crazy problems with themselves, with each other. And they all hate their father who's an alcoholic and is never involved. So... And that's Frank Gallagher in the show Shameless. So this show is a combination of Shameless and X-Men. 
It's the kids from Shameless with a little bit of superpowers, not quite as powerful as the people from mm-hmm. X Men. Was that a good was that a good analogy? Anybody? 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 Um, so that being said, uh, that being said, it's a great show. Um, Chaja, Cha Chaja, Hazel and Cha Cha, the two agents, like their work. Basically, there's a time bureau. They make sure that events that are supposed to happen always happen. Like nothing gets altered. So like JFK is always supposed to be assassinated. So they go back in time or wherever they need to travel and make sure it happens. Come to find out number five, when he jumped to the future, walked around for about 50 years and then got recruited by this organization to come work for them. Then he figured out how to travel back in time, goes back in time to the day of the funeral to help his uh, siblings stop the apocalypse. Also this, um, I can't remember the alterator or something. She sends back these two agents, Hazel and Cha-Cha. And Mary J. Blige actually actually plays uh, Cha-Cha, and she does a great job. I didn't even recognize it was her until like four or five episodes in. And then the dude that plays um, Hazel, if you've seen the show Mindhunters on Netflix, um, just if you've seen it, you'll make sense. It's the guy that they go talk to to get all the information about how crazy psychotic killers operate that's in jail. It's that gigantic guy they talk to. He plays... Hazel. Um, I don't know his name. I'm by myself. I'm not going to look it up. But if you've seen Mindhunters, the guy with the goggle glasses. Anyways, they might be my favorite characters in the whole, whole show. Um, it's tough. They add a nice dynamic. Um, they have their own struggles amongst themselves while trying to succeed and complete their missions. It's a really well-written show. For me, you guys know me, uh, apparently if something's popular, I hate on it, but I'm not hating on this. This is great. I think for me, I'm just tired of, I'm not tired of it, but like Marvel and DC, it's like world problems. Like these are the the issues that are going on are like, you know, infinity stones and gauntlets and like just these superheroes have crazy, like superpowers. Instead with this, it's not, it doesn't come from a big brand of comics. I don't even know who, um, if their own company or not, Lex can, explain all that. But to me, it's something a lot of people have never heard of, at least for me. And the character development is amazing. If I haven't said that already. So I kind of spoiled it. I kind of didn't, they need to do a season two. Lex complained that 10 episodes was too long. I don't think 10 episodes was long enough. I want more of these characters. Um, they can have all the filler episodes they want to get these characters in there. It's a good show. Uh, so, the volumes from the show, so at season one, so volume one is Apocalypse Suite. It's basically, if you've seen episode one, it's the apocalypse is coming, they've got eight days to stop it, and that's what you see. Now, volume two is called Dallas, and I love the names. Apocalypse Suite, Dallas, and then volume three is Hotel Oblivion, but Dallas has part of it where the team, um, they time travel back to Vietnam in the 60s, because uh, Hargraves is actually friends with JFK like to help stop stuff. Well, JFK is never assassinated. So that kind of alters the future a little bit from the way we see it. If we were to watch the show or read the the episodes. And when they did season one, they blended a little bit of Dallas because some of the guys, when they go, some of the kids, the umbrella Academy kids, when they go back to Vietnam, they like are there and they get recruited into the war and they all fight in the war. Well, in season one, I think it's episode six or seven. Klaus gets the briefcase after getting kidnapped by Hazel. Oh my gosh. 
Hazel and Cha-Cha, and he goes to Vietnam, falls in love with one of those soldiers, and he's there for a whole year, and he comes back. It's like he was gone for five minutes, but he was there for a year. So they incorporate a little bit of that Vietnam stuff in there. Obviously, they don't touch any of the JFK stuff because in the comics, I believe that number five and Allison actually end up going back in time again and assassinating JFK because when JFK survives like the future, the normal, it's like all, everything's screwed up kind of, you know, some chaos theory stuff in there a little bit, not to go into detail about that. So I would love to have seen that. Um, I'm actually reading apocalypse suite. Lex sent me a link and I always open a link when a friend sends it to me. I don't know about you guys, but I always open a link. So I've been reading that and I'm about to be into Dallas in the volume two. So it'll be interesting to read some of that. And then I think if they do a season two, it'll be like, it'll be a lot of hotel oblivion, which is basically where think Arkham asylum. So where Hargraves had all the characters that the Academy defeated, he sent them to the hotel, this hotel, hotel oblivion. Well, all the Academy, um, Academyites get sent there. They, they get stuck there and they have to battle their way out of it. So, It'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I think it's a really good show. I think Netflix has a little gem here, especially since they're getting rid of all the Marvel stuff. Um, this is their opportunity to kind of get something independent that can be exclusively for them. It's a great, great show. So um, here we are, folks. We're about 50 minutes in. Um, I think. I think we're... Drain circling. I think we've made it to the end. I can't believe that um, we were able to do this ourselves. So I just want to thank everybody for tuning in, um, listening. Let me know what you think. I'm a big critiquer person. So if you think this sucked, just twat me and let me know why it sucked. And I'll try to make it better next time. If you made it all the way to the end, God, God, mercy on your soul. Um, I got a little bit of Red Bull left. This is the part where Lex usually just hits stop, but I don't have to hit stop because I'm the one that's hitting stop. So tune in next week. Lex and I are going to try to get back together. It'll be weird having someone to talk back with me. Um, Other than that, God bless. Have a good week. Peace, one love. 212-818, out. I just want to take a second to thank everybody for stopping by for another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. If you enjoyed this episode, share it around. Send it to your mom, your grandma, your grandma's cousin, your girlfriend, her dad. He's going to love it. Leave a review. Subscribe on any platform that we're on or that you're using. I really appreciate it, guys, and I hope to see you next time.